Welcome to the Real Life Diabetes Podcast with today's guest who represent the top three insulin pump therapy companies. Thank you, Insula, Medtronic, and Tandem representatives for joining me on the show. If you're new, welcome, and thanks for stopping by. My name is Amber Kluwer, and I'm co-founder of Diabetes Daily Grind and host of this, the Real Life Diabetes Podcast. Last month, I had the pleasure of interviewing representatives, like I said, from the top three insulin pump therapy companies with my dear friend, fellow T1D, and co-host, Mark Carter. We covered so much ground, I chose to split the episode into a two-part series. Round one was informative, and this episode expands on the question, how do you define progress in daily diabetes management? And I will say there may or may not have been a carb counting challenge at the end. To learn more about my guest and co-host, please check out the show notes. But before we get started, I have a few quick announcements. Number one, this episode was brought to you by Ultima Replenisher, an advanced, balanced electrolyte drink that provides highly effective hydration with no junk, sugar, calories, or carbs. Perfect for the diabetes community. (laughs) Ultima tastes amazing and is sweetened only with organic stevia leaf. My personal favorite right now is cherry pomegranate, but there are plenty of other options to choose from. Ultima is the perfect electrolyte replacement for me anyway. It's delicious, healthy, and effective. To score a discount code, head on over to my affiliate page. Number two, the Diabetes Daily Grind is a nonprofit organization. Funds raised help keep the website, podcast, and advocacy efforts afloat. It's easy. Just click the donate link in the show notes. Number three, my affiliate and resources page feature reputable brands, and services that make life with diabetes a more pleasant one. And that list, those lists are growing daily. You can find all the deals at diabetesdailygrind.com. And finally, stay engaged. Love, like, share, and comment on all things social media. Sign up for the e-newsletter. Leave an iTunes review. I love, and I just got one, and it was so exciting to read. (laughs) Subscribe to my YouTube channel and click on the Amazon banner on the website before ordering. It doesn't cost you a thing and throws a little change my way. All right, let's get started. Well, and I think and I can say this right now because I need to find a somebody under the age of 12 that can help me with some iMovie stuff. And so I get yeah. it whenever you're looking at that demographic, but then you also have now, and I'm going to say, and this is generic and I apologize to the type two diabetes community, but you have that community now that are becoming insulin dependent and which is a great form of therapy if you, if that's what you need. And I'm willing to bet that this 60 year old is a little bit intimidated because they don't, and that's just another thing. So do you also and this is to everyone, work with multi-generational diabetes communities to make sure that they understand, is that easy for the 60-year-old as it is for the 10-year-old? So we certainly do, right? So, you know, Medtronic, uh, uh, you know, first for Minimed and Medtronic's making insulin pumps for 30 years, right? So we have folks who started off maybe younger who are now moving into middle and later years. And so even within the same person, we've been getting feedback through different stages of life. But yeah, I I think, you know, all of us want to see the technology as broadly as possible. And so I know at least for, you know, Medtronic, when we're doing human factor studies or designing, right, all age groups, type one, type two, peds, caregivers, I know, you know, tandem and um, insula do the same thing. And so I think that's something that you know, that is really important. And you're, you know, I think we'll see a continued proliferation, I think, in the types of devices, but also now that everything is connected and you've got ability through the smartphone, you can have different user interfaces, right? And so, you know, I remember, you know, when I started at Medtronic, you know, one of the challenges was we'd have this pump and it's got all this functionality and you're like, well, it can be as simple as you want it to be. Just use only one or two things. And that's like giving somebody a graphing calculator and saying, hey, you can use 
function calculator, like that's not going to work for my dad, right? And so I think one of the really exciting opportunities of all the technology moving towards Bluetooth and wireless and having the phone uh, be the interface is there's a lot, it's a lot easier. There's a lot more flexibility to make different interfaces that work with people or interfaces that start simple and then unlock more functionality if or when you need it. And I think there's a whole universe of things that we can do there to make our systems more appealing and attractive to a broader range of, of people, you know, whether it's, you know, type twos who may be coming into this at a, um, at an older age, um, or even, as I said, you know, there are, are people diabetes from type one who, you know, going to expect to have this sort of technology be accessible to them throughout their lifetime. And I got to say, in, on a personal note, my younger sister, her mother-in-law was diagnosed with type, she has type two diabetes technically, but she's insulin dependent. And she texted me the other day and was like, how do you deal with this every day? And she's on insulin pump therapy. And um, I helped her transition into getting the CGM and things like that. But, and, you know, I was just like one day at a time, one minute at a time, one hour at a time, but just to hear her exhaustion as somebody who's in their early seventies and, you know, has lived with this disease for less than eight years, it just makes me want to work harder as an advocate and as a, as a patient Someone who speaks about these things, like I want people like that, that maybe don't know anybody that has diabetes to feel more comfortable with, this is a rough go, or, you know, I'll often say just, you need to contact your provider or anywho. I I think that unfortunately, some of those communities are not getting the education that they need. And I think that's one of the questions that I have for all of you is, you know, are you, how to word this? And I know I'm very respectful of you're all, it's a race against each other and it's a business. But everybody's working towards the same goal, which is making quality of life. It's a tool for people living with diabetes to get the best treatment that they need. And hopefully preventing, like Tring said, complications or things long term. And so maybe if we can educate the public and get them on the devices that they need, whether that's a CGM or a pump, to make sure that they uh, we don't have to think about diabetes as much in 10, 20, 30 years when it comes to the negative things, which we're all told from the very beginning for us oldies. And so... Do you feel like as an industry, you can work together so that we as a team can all educate the public, empower them to ask the right questions and to hopefully push things forward a lot faster so that we have access to these devices and the information that it gives us? I know that was really wordy, but feel free to chime in if you have anything to say. Yeah, I, I do think this there is a natural competition that happens with having the three companies here and it really does push innovation. And I do think it's because Medtronic and Tandem exist that puts the pressure on Insulet to work harder, you know, every day and harder and faster for our patients. It, it is a, just the wonderful benefit of capitalism, um, to be honest. Um, <laughs> when I say often, and- especially with CGM companies, it's a, it's a race right now. And I'm happy to race. So many people are coming to the table and I, I love anywho. So competition is good. That's right. Exactly. I echo trying that. I think that's the best thing that we've got that we're exactly all pushing each other. Right. And so that the, uh, you know, the community wins from that. Uh, just on the type two point that you were making, I do think that there is a bias out there that, you know, people with type two can't handle the technology yeah. or, you know, that for whatever reason, people think they're not sophisticated enough. And I think it's just a, a real unconscious bias that practitioners have against people with type two diabetes and something we, we need to, you know, talk more about it. And, you know, what we've really seen is, you know, a lot of really good success with type two diabetes. And 
with our with our innovation product Omnipod Five, our AID automated insulin delivery system, we're actually testing that in type two patients. And it was really the physicians who said to us, you know, I I never thought my patients would do well on this product, and it's a surprise that they've done so well, and they really love the technology, and they're motivated to do better because of it. And that is where I'm like, okay, we we are on the right track here because we are providing something that is meaningful for these patients and they want to keep using it because they see that benefit and they feel that benefit in themselves every day. And and that's what is super exciting about being in this space. Okay. So I have a couple of last questions and I want to be respectful of your time. And this is a lovely conversation. I want to thank again, everybody um, participating for being you know candid and honest about these things. So one of the things that Mark and I have been talking about for quite some time with great leadership and anything is how do you work yourself out of a job? The goal for, and what I've been told for 40 years is let's find a cure. Well, it's awesome to have the tools and the advancements in technology and insulin therapy, but I hope for the, I'm in my mid forties probably need to edit that, but I like to see some level of a cure and what does that look like? And so I don't know how to word that. Mark, you want to chime in on that at all? (laughs) Yeah. You know, I I would say being in the industry as a pharmaceutical rep and let's say medical device rep, as y'all know, loving and helping people with diabetes, the the burden of day in and day out with me, once the reason we call diabetes daily grind, it is a grind. And I think what I've noticed just being a in the industry, out of the industry, as a patient, when I'm always talking to everyone in my everyday of life, what I've noticed is that as you mature in your diabetes management and you grow up with diabetes, and I'm way different as when I was diagnosed in college to now being married with two kids, and I've had to grow with my disease, it's sometimes disheartening when you've been promised this of like, man, it's going to get better. It's going to get better. It's going to be this. And it's like, well, you know, I'm 41 now. And yes, we do have technologies, but I never really, and nothing against this organization by any means. And, but, you know, sometimes with JDRF and certain organizations, it's like we keep promising a hope and it just kind of never comes. And I think as Amber and I have discussed this over time, it's like, you know, I meet a lot of older people with diabetes management. They, they just don't even want to get involved with anything because they're like, well, how far we really come to a cure? And so, you know, so we were just sitting there thinking like, how neat would it be if the organizations here today were thinking through like, hey, what if you didn't have a job? What if we didn't have to worry about the pump? And is that even even on the radar with the three most influential diabetes companies in the world? Are they even thinking that? And that's just something that we're maybe is a kind challenge because it's it's just, you know, we we want to believe, but there's also a part where we're like, uh, it's just another thing coming out. Well, and so. I want to say, and Mark, yeah. thank you for chiming in. And Steph, I'm going to let you say something. I want to say yeah. that because of the advancements in insulin pump therapy and CGMs, like I was saying earlier, people diagnosed today, and I want to say kids, because that's what I relate to more than anything else, is that there are now tools that you can have quality of life. And, and life is very different from whenever I was literally peeing on a stick to see if I had ketones and having to give basically a bucket of blood in order to test my blood sugar. So I am so thankful for that. And hopefully as we're continuously promised a cure in the interim, we'll have all the tools that we need to live our best life. And so Steph, go ahead. I'm sorry for interrupting you. So I was just going to go back, take us back to the very beginning part of our discussion, right? On two things. One, you know, how many people at your company work with diabetes or have a loved one with diabetes? I mean, the collection of people in this industry would be thrilled 
the, for, for a cure, right? I mean, yeah. best reason for me to be out of the job. I hope for that day. I absolutely hope for that day, right? And I, and I can speak for, I think, pretty much everybody on this call, right? I think we're all the same like that. One of the reasons we have a dedicated behavioral sciences team at Tandem is for everything you guys were just mentioning. And again, back to the beginning of our discussion on mental health, right? Understanding the emotional, however big or small elements of living with diabetes is important for our companies, for the device manufacturers. Trang is absolutely right. Our job is to design and develop and make available the best possible technologies for highest quality of life, lowest burden, and optimal clinical outcomes, right? That's our charter. That's that's why we do what we do. However, we have to keep the context in mind, which is the mental health element and the fact that, you know, when will we have the cure? Right. And so that's a very big part of, I think, all of our work. Well, and I think it also, when we look at the a cure, you know, depending on who you talk to in the diabetes world, people living with this disease is what does a cure look like? You know, because for the automated insulin pump systems and things like that, that could be a cure for you. I mean, because it takes the burden off a little bit at some capacity. And, you know, I have a couple of guests coming up. And when we talk about some of the other research work that's out there, if I were given a cure where I never had to think about uh, my body producing insulin ever again, would I be able to handle it? I'd probably need 25 years of therapy just to figure out how not to be a person living with diabetes. So what does a cure look like? And so... Yeah. Anybody yeah. else want to say that to that? Yeah, I think, you know, I'm obviously right Medtronic. I mean, the diabetes business is actually one out of 21 businesses that right. are in the stuff. So, you know, Medtronic, of course, is I, I'm sure the other ones are as well, looking at everything. But I do think in the meantime, there is a lot of opportunity for, for all of us as device companies, right, to make yeah. so we can improve things. I think, uh, you know, I, I've seen even over the, the 16 years I've been in the diabetes business, right, there's this arc where, you know, originally it was a trade-off between outcomes and safety, right? You get better outcomes, but you had to risk hypos. Um, and then you get better tools and you can get better outcomes safely, but then there's a trade-off between the better uh, clinical outcomes and the quality of life, right? One of the early CGM studies showed, right, basically you'd get a better time and range based on how much you looked at the, the device, so the outcome of that study was, well, if you look at your CGM 50 times a day, right, you'll get a, a, a reduction. Okay, yes, but <laughs> is there a way to break those curves and get better outcomes safely um, with less burden, right, not more burden? And that's where, right, kind of the, the vision of, right, an artificial pancreas and these AID systems and, you know, Medtronic kind of started that, you know, a long time ago. With My first job was the first sensor augmented pump and then the first pump that automatically shut off and the first pump that adjusts insulin. Now they're, right, advanced hybrid closed loop systems that are starting to address correction doses. There's right patch pumps that are smaller, right? More discreet. We just launched or got approval for an infusion set that lasts seven days. So it cuts the time you're changing infusion sets in half. And so I think you've got, you know, smartphone controlled systems that you have discretion. So I think there is a vision, right? We have a gesture recognition technology that can know when you're eating. So you don't have to maybe even input the meal bolus because the system knows that you're eating and they can learn from that. And so, you know, technology is just, I think, advancing an accelerating rate that I do think that we are approaching a point where you'll be having set it and forget it, you know, hands-free, closed loop, yeah. like like that. Um, and then the only other thing I'll mention for us, you know, I know we were talking about AID, but you may try, I have to say this just because Mark and Amber, neither one of you were actually on a, a, an insulin pump or a patch. You know, we actually uh, acquired a smart pen technology. Oh, so yeah. 
Pen. large percentage of folks that don't want to be attached to a device or are not being given access to a device. And you can take smart pens and CGM and algorithms and put all that together. So even in that realm, I think there's advancements that can happen. And, you know, at least at Medtronic, one of our goals is to try to have options across the spectrum um, so that we can meet people where they're at and along their journey. So I think there's, we all have this incredible technology um, here in front of us to, I think, deliver some good value for people with diabetes. Okay, I have two last real questions, and then I have one really fun question for all of you. And if you participated in, I'll I'll say that here in a second. Okay, so, you know, the theme of this whole thing was defining progress in daily diabetes management. So, A, how do you feel like your company defines progress? Is that through looking at numbers? Is it time and range? That's question number one. And then if you'd like to share anything that's on the horizon or current things that have recently been released for those people, especially in other countries that don't know that Insulet exists, what's on the horizon? What are we able to look forward to? Uh, I can go first. Um, You know, when I think about progress, I I really love this question, Amber. I just think about the many incredible stories that I get to hear from our patients who are using our product. So I'll just share a story. We have an African-American boy who is cared for by his grandmother. He's uh, four years of age and he has been using Omnipod 5, which is our automated insulin delivery system for the past almost year now. And grandma just really loves this product. And what it really means for her is that, you know, she doesn't have to worry about him being cared for by others because other people can change out his pod. And, you know, he's not complaining of tummy pains because he's, you know, borderline ketotic all the time. And she doesn't have to worry about lows. And I think for me, that was just such an incredible story to hear about, you know, the fact that she felt confident enough with this system that other people could care for him, that he didn't wet the bed every night, you know, because he could be dry because he was in range. That's the type of meaningful progress that, you know, I want to be involved in. And I have so many stories like that. You know, I have an eight-year-old. Well, actually, she's now 12. But when I first met her, she was around, you know, seven or eight. She was my patient at Stanford. And I saw her every three months. And, you know, those visits... I really wasn't doing very much for her. You know, I wasn't, you know, I was looking ahead into adolescence for her in college and life, you know, was, was not, was going to be hard for her. And so she was one of our first patients in our pivotal trial for Omnipod 5. And now, you know, her mum and I text frequently. And now when I text mum, she, diabetes is like not on the top list of three things that we talk about, which is just incredible. You know, I'm like, is she still wearing the product? And she goes, yeah, 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 of course she's still wearing it it's great it's just so wonderful that she can be a normal teenager and live life normally and not even have to worry about her diabetes and that is that is what progress means to me and I'm just you know really super excited and so as you can tell I'm super excited about Omnipod 5 and we're hoping to launch that product by Q4 of this year it's great I love it Mike do you have anything to say 
Yeah, I mean, I said a, a bit of it before, so I'll try to be brief. I guess from how we measure success, you know, our vision is, you know, transforming diabetes care for greater freedom and better health. And so that's how we're thinking in a very broad way. How can we have um, you know, more freedom to live their lives while still improving health? From what's on the horizon, you know, I mentioned we've got our seven-day infusion set. So that's exciting from a quality of life. I mentioned we, you know, the in-pen, uh, you know, so the smart pen um, that connects with sensors. And then what we've got on the horizon on the AID front is our Minimed 780G system, which is available in Europe, which is our advanced hybrid closed loop system. So it adds automatic correction boluses every five minutes. And so it helps with correction boluses and is much more forgiving for carb entry, right? And meal announcement, because it can correct for that, you know, on a five minute basis, as well as a new sensor that's finger stick free. So it gets us to a finger stick free sensor, which we know is something that our patients have been asking for for a long time. So, So that's a system that both has been improving time and range while reducing burdens. That's the greater freedom and, and better health that we're, we're striving for in chronic diabetes. Thank you for that, Mike. Steph, what about you? Sure. You know, our mission at Tandem is to make the lives of people with diabetes better and better through relentless innovation and revolutionary customer experience. Every single day that I come to work, there's opportunities to be better at that. And so like everybody else has already said, if we can provide technologies that are at the forefront of advanced care um, while simultaneously making sure diabetes is lowest, if even on the list of topics that people living with diabetes want to think about or talk about, to Trang's point, then that's progress. You know, Trang, the story you shared, I, I absolutely love it. It sounds almost to a T like the founding story for for Tandem, right? So the gentleman who founded Tandem had at the time a granddaughter who was five years old. And she to this day very much serves as our muse. I think on the days where I feel very overwhelmed at work is when I think about some of the big wicked challenges that are serving right now to impede what we might consider progress. Things like universal access, to care and things like health literacy, all of these things really, really matter. And we have to be thinking about and and working towards if we really want these technologies that we're making every day to end up bettering the lives of people with diabetes. Okay. I have one quick story and then I'm going to ask you one fun question is, so I host a happy hour every Thursday for people living with, with diabetes period. And there are people from all over the world. I've got Australia, various areas of Canada, Scotland, yada, whatever, and a gentleman from England. And we were just, ta- we don't, I mean, it's not about diabetes. We, that often comes up, but it's more fun and games, blah, 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 like a real happy hour. Anywho, there was a new buddy, a new person in, and we mentioned Omnipod. I'm not plugging any products. Again, I'm not being paid and I don't use any of these, but he was like, ah, there's no such thing as a tubeless insulin pump. And we're like, what? And so one of the women raised her arm and showed her pod. And he was like, blown away. He had no idea. And so I contacted my friends at Insula and they're like, it's not available at this time. And X, Y, and Z, this was a while ago. But for me as an advocate, I want to make sure that everyone in the world knows what's available. Interviewed someone recently from South Africa, the access to CGMs, even that. And I just think about preventative healthcare. And it's just fascinating to me. And I love learning, getting the press releases and learning what's on the horizon. So I want to thank all companies. Now here's your wild card. And Mark, I'm going to ask you this first. I kind of want to put everybody on mute, but I can't. Okay. So in Steph's bio, she said that she loves grilled cheese sandwiches. I love that. It's real. So 
let's just say a basic grilled cheese, how many carbs are in it? Can I just tell you something, Amber? This is really weird. This is a diabetic person with diabetic moment. I literally saw that on her bio and I thought of the same question of how many carbs is in a grilled cheese? That is weird. Okay, and how you factor in the say. fat and all the other stuff. Okay, so who who wants to throw... I kind of want you to put it in the comments so that we... Nobody... Well, you'll still see other, other people. Let me be honest. Mark has no idea. Mark has no idea how many carbs are involved in that. So it's funny. I talk about that with at work all the time because I eat it all the time. And are you using white bread, basic bread? What, well, it also depends, right? Like how many slices of cheese? Is it focaccia bread or is it thin rye bread? And you know, you're having two. 50. Okay. I go with 50. You're going I go with 50, 50 grams. Like 50, 60. I go with 50. Say one. Is this the price is right? Better win, Amber. I. There better be an answer, and there, I, there better be a prize. I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, like we joke about it. It's carb guessing at its best, and it's like dependent upon if it's fancy cheese, which probably has more fat. Like what the hell? I would probably say I'd say close to forty, forty to forty-five. Trey, you're the endocrinologist. You See, should know I this right off. Amber, I didn't know it because I was thinking, was it Texas toast or was it right. Wonder Bread from like Walmart? I don't have a clue. Well, to That's make it. real cheese, it has to be a big bit of bread too, right? right? Like it can't be that lame, thin stuff, right? <laughs> <laughs> and there's oh butter, there's fat, there's all kinds of stuff. And I will say that when I talk to my friends about diabetes, when they order stuff and I, I have a restricted diet that I've chosen and I look at them and they're like, what are you looking at? I was like, I'm looking at how many carbs are on that plate. And they're like, well, what do you mean? And I was like, that right there, you know, I think of pieces of bread and one gram of like white bread, which I haven't eaten in 30 years is 12 grams. I'm like, that's one unit of insulin. Is that worth it to me? Probably not. I don't really care. And yeah. so my friends just seeing you process that not having diabetes is pretty fascinating. So again, going back wow. to whenever you have your, the people, the reps and the people that are wearing pods, I really encourage you to have a carb challenge with them on a regular basis, because that's a big part of the educational process. Yeah. And, and Hey, I would say one thing, like, I love this conversation. I'm so thankful for each of you. And my heart felt is just that you would tell your teams and clinicals and all companies, thank you for what they do. Thank you for the people they talk to the kids, the moms, yeah. your teams out there that are helping people. I'm telling you, they work so hard and they're competitive. And I just want to say thanks from the bottom of my heart. I mean, every one of your reps out there, I mean, they're, they're truly trying to change the game and it's a very, very difficult. So thank you for, just tell them, thank you. Yeah. I would love that. We really appreciate it. And I want to thank mm -hmm. each of you for taking time to do this because this is, it took a lot and your teams, everybody that I've corresponded with, my God, it's taken almost three months to get all this together, <laughs> which is great. Yeah. You know, 25 grams and a piece of toast. So, Oh, here we go. <laughs> So 50 plus the cheese. Texas toast. Oh, goodness. Okay. And two, that's two pieces. Anyhow. Hey, okay. Amber makes fun of me because I eat terrible because I always eat a Chick-fil-A. So that's that's why this is funny because I'm I'm drinking a Starbucks pumpkin <laughs> nitro with seven Splendas and two splashes of milk. But my blood sugar is 138. So I'm good. <laughs> that's hilarious. Okay. Let me, I was going to ask you about your coffee, but I didn't want to out you, but you just outed yourself. It's okay. You normally make fun of me, but it's all right. You know, it's okay. So, so these are real conversations that people with diabetes are actually having. And I'm think Mark, thank you for being a co-host because you are a, a great person to chat with about this kind of stuff and you live the life. And thank you all for joining the team today and talking real life diabetes. Amber, these companies, once again, to all the people listening, 
they care and they're doing the best that they can. I promise you. I, I know seeing all three of you, it's truly unbelievable to have all three and what it really means to come in unity. It's a really, really big deal. Tandem, Insulet, and Medtronic. You guys wield power to influence people. And I'm very thankful. I can't, I can't express that enough. Well, I think this is going to be the first of many conversations that we have moving forward. And thank you all for your time and your patience through all this. And thankfully, we didn't have a roofer or anybody else walk in throughout there. This is like a dream. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> have Bye. a great day. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. What a great conversation. And one I know we will revisit as advancements in technology continue to thrive. Thank you, Mark Carter, for being one hell of a co-host. And to Inslet, Medtronic, and Tandem representatives for joining the show. I will say we might all need a carb counting refresher course one day soon. Thanks for the laugh and for participating. Before I wrap up, I have a few quick reminders. Number one, the holidays are just around the corner. So don't forget to stock up on Ultima Replenisher, a balanced electrolyte drink that provides highly effective hydration with no junk, sugar, calories, or carbs. Head on over to my affiliate page for a discount code. Number two, my affiliate page would love to feature your brand or service. So hit us up at Penelope at diabetesdailygrind.com for details. Number three, I know you're listening and thank you. So be kind and throw a little change my way. Funds raised help keep the website, podcast, and advocacy efforts afloat. All you have to do is click on the donate link in the show notes. And finally, I'm here for my diapeeps and the medical community. So feel free to contact me on any social media platform or directly at amber at diabetesdailygrind.com. Your continued support and love help keep the episodes coming. Cheers to the highs and lows, everyone. Yes, I-